the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Special guest this hour on the Dave Ellswick Show, Jan Morgan is here. She is primary uh, going against uh, Asa Hutchinson, the governor of Arkansas. Uh, I've asked this question before. We had her on just after she announced uh, at the end of the year that she was going to do this. But I'll have you tell everybody again, why now? Why the governorship? Because we can't do four more years of what we just have experienced as a state. You know, I I was asked this question the other night, too, because uh, people say, well, we already have a Republican. We have a Republican governor. Why would you be running? And that's that's because Asa and I are two very different people. There's we are. There's nothing that remotely uh, the remotely resembling uh, the two of us. We are counter opposites, polar opposites. Asa is an establishment progressive. I'm a constitutional conservative. Those are two very tight, very different types of leaders. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, you know, if, if he was even remotely conservative, I wouldn't be in this race. So what I've done is try to spend my time on the campaign trail, listening to the people and explaining to them the difference, explaining to them his record, which has been carefully hidden uh, so that they can understand why we need change. We cannot continue the route that we're going. So how how are you uh, as you reach out to the voters out there? How are you being received? Very well. Once we explain his record, which is there for everyone to see if they'll just look for it. And what I'm trying to tell people is don't listen to Ace in campaign mode. Look at what he's actually done, because what he's saying right now is an astonishing misrepresentation of who he has been as a governor. We have as a Republican, we should have seen significant in, uh, increases in uh, well, actually decreases in taxes. We should have seen decreases in regulatory burdens. We should have seen uh, decrease in government spending. And that just hasn't happened. In fact, the opposite has happened. And if he had made significant strides in any of those areas, which is what a Republican governor should do, then I wouldn't be in this race. If he had made significant strides in those areas with a Republican trifecta. But see, he's had he has no excuse when you've got a Republican controlled House, a Republican controlled Senate and a Republican in the governor's seat. What is your excuse for not legislating and leading like a Republican? He just hasn't done it. All right. So I was I was there during the general session mm-hmm. you saw me there you know that i was there watching everything that was going on right was it then that you looked at what the governor was doing and you said somebody's got to make a change here <laughs> i knew that change needed to happen that's why i was there fighting right. for standard republican party issues um And we had Republicans voting like Democrats. But, you know, what happened is when I delivered that blistering admonishment to misbehaving Republicans in House Judiciary, Uh that I did not know that Arkansas Times was videoing it. That video went viral. And it was that video that thousands upon thousands of Arkansans around this state said that was the alarm clock that opened their eyes to the fact that things weren't right in their state government. And then when people started paying attention, then you saw on social media, Jan Morgan for governor, Jan Morgan for governor. I had never entertained the idea of running for political office. I've always fought as a citizen activist. And Dave, something a lot of people don't know about me, I spent all of my adult life, all of my adult life as an investigative television journalist. And what was I investigating? Waste, fraud, and abuse in our government. So 
this is right in line with what I know and what I've done. And in spite of the fact that uh, some of the liberal press wants to just continuously label me as the gun range owner, uh, there is much more to Jan Morgan than that. I have been involved in exposing government all of my adult life. Now I just want to not only expose it, I want to fix it. Okay, so they they look at you as the, the gun owner. The gun range owner. Yeah. I think the the Arkansas Times. Let's see. It's a, no, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette calls me the gun goddess. Which I mean, really? Yes, John Brummett. That's his favorite thing. That's Just continuously favorite call thing. me the gun goddess. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a liberal columnist. We can expect that kind of stuff from him, I guess. But the bottom line is, is that I would say that most people know you as the woman who has stood up mm-hmm. for the Second Amendment here in the state. But it, for, yes, on the Second Amendment. But there's I am not a single issue candidate. And what people have seen on the campaign trail is actually as a constitutional conservative, I'm concerned about all the issues that the people are complaining about. You know, when I've traveled the state, I've heard business owners tell me we are suffocating under regulatory burdens. What has this governor done on deregulation? Not enough. Not near enough. I hear uh, citizens saying, look, we are being taxed into poverty. We are among the poorest by income in America, our state, our citizens. And yet our citizens were also among the most heavily taxed. We should have made significant strides with a Republican trifecta on taking some of that tax burden off the backs of the people. We have not. And that is not acceptable with Republican leadership. That's another reason I am in this race. All right. So I want to talk about all those topics. All right. Okay. And I've got guns down, but it's not at the top of the list. <laughs> okay. The number one thing I want to talk to you about is uh, taxes. And you just kind of uh, let us into that. We've got this uh, faux tax force that's meeting. They haven't given us any kind of information yet about what they're thinking, other than they said we got to close tax loopholes, which seems to me a way of telling um, the citizens of this state that they're going to raise taxes because if you close the the loopholes they're talking about, they're going to raise taxes on business, which will in essence raise taxes on the citizens of the state. Mm -hmm. When you talk about taxes, what do you tell the the citizens of the state? I tell people to not fall for the shell game because that is what we've been delivered. You know, governor Hutchinson talks about he's cut taxes by millions since he's been in office. But what he doesn't tell people is, yes, he's cut over here, but then he's redistributed that tax to the other side of the pie, and he's actually raised taxes by $5.9 million within half the fiscal year. So you look at that and say, okay, yes, you did cut the military retirement tax, and that's wonderful. I'm all for helping our veterans. If you had just cut that and then tossed that part of the pie out, but then when you turn around and redistribute it on the other side, and then you add to that. That's not actually cutting the tax burden. It's a piece of it is a pie. It's not getting smaller. It's getting larger. And I've tried to help the citizens understand that and expose the truth in that. So and as far as the tax force, you know, what what is a tax task force? That's what and, and consultants. That's what people do. Legislators do when they don't have the guts to do what they know they need to do. And they already have the information they need. Uh, It's a waste of of taxpayers' money, number one. Number two, yes, it's a creative way to come out with carefully crafted language and explain to the people another shell game, yet another shell game, where they're going to look like we're lowering taxes, but we're raising taxes. Well, I, being a veteran myself, I was absolutely against the way they wanted to do the retirees' Mm -hmm. uh, tax uh, cut because 
as a, a vet, I don't want somebody else's pocket to get fleeced so I can put a few more dollars in my own. Right. I got in some very heated exchanges bet with, you did. With, with fellow <laughs> military brethren, but that's not the way it should have been done. You find programs you can cut to find the money that you need. And in addition, one of the the side effects of that legislation was a candy tax. Yeah. And and I've talked to business owners in the state. I talked to a, a guy that owns a couple of, uh, he owns a convenience store chain in Arkansas and one in Louisiana. And he said, I, I'm probably going to cut, I'm probably going to just close my business to my businesses in, in Arkansas. And he said, because, and he laid it out for the people on my social media page. We did a Facebook live with him. And he said, look, I have to go down my candy aisle now and turn over every single individual package of candy and look at the ingredients, every type. And if it has this, this, and this in it, it has to be taxed at one rate. But yet if it has these ingredients in it, it has to be taxed at another. And he said, so that is a nightmare in itself. But then what do you do about packages that have multiple types of candies in it that have different taxing but he said it's it is a i can't do it and he said my my accountant says this is going to cost you more money and he said i'm just tired that's a that's a regulatory burden that we're talking about that should never have happened well bottom line is when you go in and you lower taxes one spot raise taxes in another spot you've not cut taxes no you haven't you've played a shell game and you're, you're, you're believing that the people of this state are foolish enough to fall for it. I'm hoping they aren't. I'm believing they aren't. Okay, so let's move on. And we now have a cradle-to-grave tire tax, too, by the way, which, oh, yes. which is going to really affect us now that we have so many potholes in this state because we're not fixing our roads. Actually, our potholes have become sinkholes in places, literally dangerous. If you're on a motorcycle, for sure, but if you're in a car, you're going to knock some. Uh, you're going to knock your car out of alignment. So. Yeah, that, did it. that happened to me a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Not only knocked it out of alignment, but when you have the rims that they sell you now with your car, it bends your rims. Now you're talking $300 a pop. Mm-hmm. that you've got to replace plus the tire and does the uh, state government pay you any of that money back absolutely no. not no absolutely not so they take your money they tell you they're going to use it to fix the potholes they don't fix the potholes and then you've got to replace a tire you've got to replace a rim so you're double taxed as far as i'm concerned exactly and the people see that so you know that that the tax issue is a major concern of people of the state they're looking for some tax relief. Mm-hmm. We haven't delivered. And I don't expect after having a full term that the governor is going to do anything differently if he is reelected. He's talking a good game right now. He's talking awfully conservative. And that's what people are telling me, man, you've really pushed him to the conservative corner. But he's talking a good talk because he's in campaign mode. And I can't believe that he's going to change the way he leads simply because he had a primary opponent and the people are showing an interest in that opponent and what she's having to say. And the reason they're interested, Dave, is because. I have been around this state. This is not Jan Morgan's agenda. This is the people's agenda that I am bringing to the table. People are tired of being taxed into poverty. Businesses are tired of being regulated out of business. And another issue that is very important to the people that the governor and I differ dramatically on is immigration. Mm-hmm. Immigration is a national issue, but it was a major issue in this state. This state went overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. And what was Donald Trump's, what was the foundation of his his uh his platform it was immigration (laughs) it was building a wall and of course mexico is going to pay for it but the people want the safety and security that comes from a a a a legal immigration system the governor in this state you know i support legal immigration dave legal immigration Mm -hmm. we have a legal pathway for people to become citizens here we have a legal pathway for people to come here and work 
But when our legislator, one of our legislators tried to pass a bill that would prohibit sanctuary cities in the state, it was, that was Stubblefield. Yeah. The governor nipped that in the bud. Now, why would you not want to take a stand against sanctuary cities in the state of Arkansas? And then we had another legislator try to prohibit sanctuary campuses mm-hmm. on our college campuses. In other words, we're not going to allow it was any Smith, state. Wasn't yes, it? it was. No state funds to support campuses who are harboring people who are here illegally. Governor nipped that in the bud. Stop that. Now, what was his reason? His reason was, well, we don't want those folks to feel uncomfortable on our college campuses. So to me, as a citizen of this state, what that says to me is that governor is more concerned about the comfort of people who are here in violation of our laws than he is about the safety and security of the law-abiding citizens of this state. I will be a governor who will stand for the rule of law. I will be a governor who will make sure that we do not have sanctuary cities or sanctuary campuses in our state. All right, let's come back. We'll talk more about taxes. We'll talk more about uh, illegal immigration, which I've talked about for years here in Mm -hmm. Arkansas, because I saw the writing on the wall when they opened the consulate up uh, here in Little Rock. So we'll talk with that. Let's take a break right now. We'll come back. We'll continue our discussion with Jan Morgan. She's running uh, for your vote on the Republican primary to be able to run for governor here in the state of Arkansas. Our special guest, Jan Morgan, she is running in the uh, uh, primary, the Republican primary that's coming up here in May. Uh, She would like you to vote her in as the nominee for the Republican Party for governor of the state. So she's taking on Asa Hutchinson. And I'm trying to give you a whole hour here with her so that you can hear what she thinks and what she believes uh, I, I think you read a lot of the stuff in the press and what the TV stations give you, and they give you little tiny sound bites, and it's not enough to make a, a legitimate decision uh, of this magnitude. So let, let me take you back quickly for taxes. We talked about what the governor's been up. What's Jan Morgan want to do? I mean, I know you want to cut them, but how do you how do you want to make that happen? Well, we we are trying to compete with states surrounding us that have no state income tax. That is killing us. Uh, I would love for us to eventually get to the point where we could eliminate the state income tax. Uh, Citizens around the state have told me that's something they really want. Uh, So farmers do not. (laughs) And I understand why. But there should because they're concerned about the property tax, possible property tax increase, because that has happened in some other states. But I think there's a way around that. And we have got so much waste in our state government uh, that we should be able to make significant strides. We can't do it on day one, Dave. We can't do it in year one. But you can work on gradually weaning the government off the backs of the people. It can be a gradual process, but it needs to be happening much faster than it's happened with our current leadership. Okay. So we were talking about also illegal immigration before we went on our break. Uh, you had talked about how the governor has been soft on that issue. Mm-hmm. How about you? I mean, let's look. Little Rock now doesn't call themselves a sanctuary city, but every move they make screams sanctuary city. I mean, they want to have a Little Rock identification card, basically, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fayetteville is looking to be a sanctuary city. Uh, Eureka Springs is looking to be a sanctuary city. How do you stop that? Do you just tell the AG to pursue every legal means possible to put an end to it? Well, you stop it by electing Jan Morgan for governor. (laughs) 
Because, look, you know, we've had – well, it's just the truth. We've had legislators who have tried to be proactive on this. They've yes, tried. They because have. you know as well as I do, the best way a great leader is proactive, not reactive. Once mm-hmm. this sort of thing starts it working its way into your state, it's very difficult to get it out. And uh, we've had two bills submitted. I think we talked before the last break. We had a legislator submit a bill to prohibit sanctuary cities. We had another legislator submit a bill to prohibit sanctuary campuses. Both of those were nipped in the bud by Asa Hutchinson. So the reason nobody is stepping up to stop this is because it is not the wish and desire of our current governor. They're not going to counter him. Leslie Rutledge is not going to do anything that is in conflict with him. And a perfect example of that is right now on our carry you know, with the carry law, the gun rights mm-hmm. uh, of the people of the state. We are a constitutional carry state. My presence in this primary has forced the governor to actually come out and admit publicly that we are a constitutional carry state. But I don't know if you saw and, what he said by that. open carry. Yeah, well, constitutional carry means you can open or conceal carry without mm-hmm. a license. Correct. That's what that that's the legal that. But here's what the governor said. And I quote him. I, I actually took a screenshot of this on his his Facebook page. This this statement alone by him should cost him the election. He said, Arkansas is a constitutional carry state, but that is not inconsistent with a licensing program to conceal carry. And you should still check with your area prosecutor because it's subject to interpretation. Now, that one post took our state back on gun rights, took us back 10, 15 years. I mean, we had better gun rights under Mike Beebe than we now have under Governor Asa Hutchinson. And yet he wants to to claim that he's this big Second Amendment advocate, but he's not because he doesn't even know what the definition is of constitutional carry. I suggested I followed up with that post and I suggested that someone on his high paid staff, please alert him and make him aware of the definition of constitutional carry. And in fact, we have requested from the attorney general an opinion where show us where Leslie Rutledge in the Arkansas law. That it clarifies. Where does it say you have to have a license to carry concealed? We've been waiting on that decision now, I believe, six weeks. She's not answered. You know why? Because there is no such law in the state of Arkansas that requires you. There's no statute that says you have to have a license to conceal carry. The reason she doesn't want to answer is because her answer will have to put her in conflict with what the governor has stated. Well, it would put the governor in conflict with the Constitution of the state of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Article 2 of the Arkansas Constitution. And then you, you go on down in, in, in Article 2 and you look at Section 29 and it talks about how any for any effort to regulate or restrict is inviolate, which means you can't regulate a right because then it becomes a privilege. Right. Two very different things. Yeah, yeah. There is a big difference mm-hmm. between you can do it because we right. let you right. and you do it because right. the, the Constitution covers you. But back to the sanctuary issue you asked, yeah. and we got up on this other deal, but back to that issue, uh, the reason nobody is standing up and trying to do anything is because they already have, already had two legislators try to nip that in the bud and be proactive. The governor didn't want it. He strong arms our legislators, our Republicans, to, to perform in ways that are inconsistent with their constituency which is another reason I got crossways with the governor. It is another issue that I confronted Governor Hutchinson on. You know that I had a big oh, meeting with a, him. You had a yes. big powwow had during a big the powwow last with the governor. Session. Yes, he was at one end of the long table. I was on the other end, just outside of his office in a conference room. There were some witnesses. And one of the issues I asked him, one of the things I talked to him about, it was I said, Governor, every Republican that I have confronted in this session who has voted in a way that is inconsistent with the Republican Party platform Every single one of them has told them the reason is because of pressure from you. 
Mm-hmm. So, sir, I am here to ask you to stop pressuring them to vote in a way that is inconsistent with the Republican Party platform. And his response was, I wish I had that kind of power. All right. We will be back to continue our conversation with Jan Morgan on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking to Jan Morgan. Jan is running for governor. She wants your vote during the primary so that she can be the Republican candidate for governor uh, when the election comes around in November. She is running against, of course, Asa Hutchinson, who is the governor right now. Uh, I want you to finish up your story that you were Mm -hmm. talking about before we went to break, where you were meeting with the governor. By the way, didn't he meet with some anti-gun group before he talked to you? Yes, he met with Moms Demand Action, did cozy pictures with them. In the middle of a a very serious time that uh, the citizens' gun rights were being debated at our capital. So that was very disillusioning to, I think, gun owners around the state. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. No, they did not. But we, we, I asked to meet with him. I finally got a meeting with him. And um, I asked him, uh, my meeting, one of the issues I brought up with him was Republicans who are voting inconsistent with Republican Party platform and inconsistent with, with what their constituency would want them to do on standard Republican Party platform issues, the reason they're telling me that they're voting that way is because of pressure from you. And so I say, Governor, I'm here to ask you to please stop doing that. Let these these people are not here to represent your will. They're here to well, represent the will of the people who elected them. Mm-hmm. And his response was, well, I wish I had that kind of power. And I said, so are you calling them liars? All of them? Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me like, how dare you question me? And, you know, it's that, that bully pulpit is the problem. That is the problem. You've got every single conservative legislator, our most conservative legislators in the state of Arkansas now have primary opponents strategically placed there by Asa and funded by his PACs. So what does that tell you? If, if these people who dare to stand up to him, they're going to have primary opposition. That, that is a very intimidating thing for legislators to try to, you know, when they're there to represent the people in the Republican platform that they agree to represent. And then when their Republican governor is pressuring them to vote otherwise, and then they have uh, primary opposition. I mean, it's frustrating. They're beating their heads against the wall. That's that's a, That has got to stop. Well, I have said on the air that the, uh, the governor in a general election, mm-hmm. when we're running against a Democrat, if he wants to get behind, which he should, the Republican and help them out monetarily, that's fine. But in a primary, absolutely not. Absolutely I can not. talk about Donnie Copeland. I can talk right. about RD. I can talk about a lot of people that I believe would have won if the governor had stayed governor is out. not only getting behind them financially, but he's actually making an appearance in the race uh, between Bob Bailey and Breanne Davis. Mm. Uh, he's actually going to show up and speak. A big fundraiser for her. So, uh, yeah, I think that's inappropriate. And the, the governor needs to stay out of that race and let the people in that district decide yeah, I who, agree who with their that. representative should be. But anyway, you know, another example of his refusal, his refusal to listen to uh, the will of the people is when our state legislator legislature voted to ban foreign law in our courtrooms in this state. They voted. Democrats and Republicans came together and said, we don't want any form of foreign law. In the state of Arkansas, we support constitutional law. What did the governor do? He refused to sign it. And You're talking about th- Sharia law. Yeah, yes. This is when the National Security Policy Center, which is a very credible organization, suggested that all states 
pass legislation to prohibit Sharia law and any kind of foreign law in their courtrooms because it had become a problem, Dave. In 23 states, there were over 50 court cases where our judges allowed Sharia law to trump constitutional law Mm -hmm. in cases involving Muslims, much to the detriment of women and children who were in those cases victims of that very barbaric law. We we live by constitutional law in America. Why is that a controversial issue? And yet, and our legislators came together. They supported this legislation just to take a stand for constitutional law in our state. Governor refused to sign it. And his excuse was, well, I've been an attorney in this state for years, and I've never seen Sharia in any of our courtrooms. Well, my response to that is, do you get a flu shot before you get the flu or after you get the flu? A good leader is proactive, not reactive. And if you want to know what it costs and how difficult it is to deal with a problem like that after it happens in your state, look at what's happening in the state of Texas. They've got Sharia courts now in that state, and it has become a nightmare for people and for victims of that barbaric law. All right, so if we have Governor Jan Morgan, what will you do about sanctuary cities? What's what's some things that you would you know, impress upon Immediately, the I'm going to go back to those legislators who were willing to submit bills to put a stop to this, and let's get that passed. Let's nip this in the bud immediately, because once it happens, once that starts to happen, it's very difficult to get rid of it. It's always better to be proactive. And you look at what has look at California. You've seen the videos. Everybody's seen the videos of what has happened there as a result of sanctuary cities. You know, not only is will it destroy your state. It, it destroys your your the integrity of your election system when you're giving cards to people to vote, giving people voting rights who haven't even been vetted, who aren't even legal United States citizens. But on top of that, it is unfair to the people who came here, the immigrants who came here legally, Dave, who went through the process. And I've talked to those folks and they're angry. They're angry that this is slipping into our state. I talked to a lady in War- so Warren, Arkansas, I believe she's she has spent years $10,000, she and her husband, to work on her becoming a legal citizen of this country and a citizen of the state of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to those people who have done it the right way. Yep, I agree. To turn around and, and give these people sanctuary. Why have a rule of law if you're not going to respect the rule of law? Jan Morgan will be a governor who respects the rule of law. All right, let's move on. i got a few more topics I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, the governor has brought business to the state from China. And uh, from other countries, uh, if it's Governor Jan Morgan, how do you intend to do that? The governor and I have very different views about economic growth. Um, You can't have economic growth without first having economic freedom, Dave. We don't have economic freedom in Arkansas. Regulatory burdens are killing us. What did President Trump do on the national level immediately to spur Economic growth. He was cutting regulation. Cut regulations. Remember that picture of the stacks and stacks of regulations? He said, look what we just cut. And then he he turned around and offered a corporate income tax relief. What did those corporations turn around and do? What did the corporations do when they got corporate tax relief? They turned around and gave that money back to the people. Mm -hmm. It was was an instant stimulus. So economic freedom is essential, number one. Number two, Jan Morgan – would offer if we've got financial incentives and tax breaks to give to spur business growth, we ought to be giving that to Arkansas entrepreneurs. Jan Morgan will not be going over to a country, a communist country, where they just burned 5,000 Christian churches, by the way, and be handing our state on a silver platter 
to communist billionaires and offering them incentives that our own Arkansas business owners can't get to. I mean, I've talked to businesses around the state who've wanted to expand and told me they can't because of all the restrictions and bureaucratic red tape that's attached to a possible any kind of possible assistance. And I've talked to businesses who said, man, what I couldn't do with years of tax breaks and tax exemptions like he's giving these companies in China. I, I don't think that that is the solution. I don't want China to be the solution to Arkansas problems. I want Arkansans. And when you give Arkansans a chance to succeed in business. Look at what's happened. We've had some of the most amazing business growth. Some of the greatest American companies are from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So Tyson's Walmart. I mean, we've done that, but you don't, we don't need to go to China. That's not my solution. And you won't see me doing that. If I had to go to China, it would be about trying to work out special deals for our farmers, getting better deals on their, their crops, but it wouldn't be about giving our state. It doesn't make sense when you've got the poorest, one of the, the poorest states in America and we're going over and offering communist billionaires. There's, there's no logic there. That's well, not that's not my solution. If it's Arkansas businesses building, that money stays in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And you, people need to take a closer look. I'm just going to, because I'm investigating this right now, and I'm just going to kind of leave this here. People need to go back and take a closer look at some of those Chinese billionaires that have been given our state on a silver platter and whether or not what they have done with those businesses I think one of them is sitting over there. We've been looking into one of them, and there's it's an empty building, and there's one person there. Uh, and it's been sitting for a year because ADEQ, I've been told, can't give them the permits they need to open their business. And so there they sit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing that we would do that I think would make us more attractive to industry is a skilled labor force, Dave. We Vocational training has been taken out of our schools. Why is that? When I talk to businesses around this state, they tell me, you, we have trouble. There's no skilled labor force. Mm-hmm. There aren't people here who know how to run a bandsaw or know how to weld. What I love is there. there's one school district in this state that said, you know what? We don't need the state government to solve this problem for us. They went directly to the industries in their area and said, okay, what kind of skills do people need? What do your businesses need? What do, what do people need to have to come work for you? The businesses said they need to know how to do this, this, and this. School district said, okay, would you partner with us? And we're going to have a vocational training program that's going to teach people those skills so they partnered with the industry leave the state out of it partner with the school district they trained those kids who were interested in vocational training the skills that that industry needed those kids had instant jobs when they graduated from high school the industry had skilled labor force it was a win-win situation and that's that's kind of the way i view the whole school safety issue as well i don't know if you plan to get into that but oh you know, yeah i was going to ask you okay about it. well well, i'll just let you get into that then in a few minutes I, i'm sorry i tend to take over sometimes but no, you're doing all right I, i'm you're the candidate fine. i am the candidate that wants to put more money and more power back in the hands of the people we need to shrink the size of government we aren't shrinking government in arkansas under ace's leadership we've been growing government the first year, how do you know this? Because of how much your government is spending, Dave. That is a key indicator. And I'm asking the people to look at this. You know, don't listen to what he says. Look at his record. The first year he was in office, he grew government spending by $133 million. His second year in office, he grew spending by $140 million. His third year, he grew spending by $160 million. And have you seen his latest budget? He wants to grow government spending by $172 million. And I look at that and I say, is that, do we really have a Republican trifecta? And this is happening under Republican leadership. That's why I'm in this race. When you're when you're growing spending, you're not shrinking the size of government. When government grows, liberty shrinks. I'm the candidate who wants to limit government, 
gee, that's a Republican Party platform issue, isn't it? Yeah, that's what Jefferson said. If government grows. Liberty shrinks. Liberty shrinks. Absolutely. So one of the big subjects that has been every year has been about Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain your thoughts about that? Uh, Jan Morgan does not support socialized medicine, period. Uh, I did. I never wanted us to go that route to begin with. We started that route under Governor Beebe, mm-hmm. but Governor Hutchinson was warned about Medicaid expansion. He was warned that, yeah, it may look good right now, but, you know, eventually the money's going to stop coming in and you're going to have more people in the wagon than you have to pull the wagon. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see what happens when it gets to that point. Uh, we should never have gone the route of Medicaid expansion. We're in it now. It is a disaster. That's why the governor, in spite of what he tells you he's doing in D.C., he's going back and forth to D.C. trying to find waivers, trying to find ways to get out of this mess that he insisted we get in. And in fact, if he had just, you know, we talked about this strong arming of legislators. If he had just left our Republican legislators alone, we wouldn't have expanded Medicaid. There were so many Republicans who ran on the promise that they would not expand Medicaid. And then they were elected. And what did they do? Much to the dismay of their constituency who voted for them because they said they wouldn't expand Medicaid because we knew what was coming. And then they turned around and did it. Why? Because of pressure from the governor. It's what the governor wanted. So, you know, and it is a mess. And right now, once the government gets involved in something like that, Dave, you can't just, you know, it's if if I'm elected, we're inheriting a disaster there. But I like the direction that Dan Sullivan, Representative Dan Sullivan, is taking. Yes, yes, he's got he's proposed this legislation and it's going to help us stop digging the progressive hole. Mm -hmm. The best way to stop going deeper in the hole is to stop digging yes and so i like that and his bill basically stops enrollment we're not gonna let any more people enroll okay so that's good and i i I do understand now that we have so many arkansans that are dependent on that they're dependent on that system and you you can't just you know toss them toss them out the window uh so we're gonna have to figure out what to do about that it's going to be a a long process and it's going to be a painful process but we will get through it it's funny because i asked the republicans who was going to do Medicaid expansion by the Republican way. And I kept asking him, you got a president who's a Democrat in Obama. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to let you do his program the Republican way? And <laughs> once you put all these people on government health care, what's going to happen when you got to tell them there is no more? There is no more. But, but you know, honestly, healthcare. Dave, socialized medicine is not the Republican way. It's the opposite of the Republican that. way. There's no way for a Republican to do socialized medicine and be and be honest and be and stick to the Republican platform. All right. We're going to take a last break. Then we'll come back, finish up our conversation with Jan Morgan running for your vote to be the Republican nominee for governor. Okay, so we're down to five minutes remaining with Jan Morgan. It's gone fast, man. Time with Jan goes quickly. I think time speeds up, to be honest. I have to talk to Einstein about that. But I do think that it speeds it speeds up. Let's talk about February fourteenth, mass shooting, Parkland, Florida. Uh, there, you know, number one, I'm starting to rethink the eighteen year old uh, voting age because I'm looking at those young people and going, "Holy cow, you don't have a clue." Let's make it twenty one again. But on on to, on top of that, uh, everybody has their ideas of how to come about with school safety. Mm-hmm. Governor Jan Morgan, how would you take care of that? Remember, I've said from day one, I'm the candidate that wants to put more money and more freedom back in the hands of the people. Yes. I think the last thing that the people of this state 
need or want is Little Rock politicians telling them in the form of unfunded, regulated, unfunded mandates how they're going to have to deal with school safety in their schools. I think Little Rock politicians need to stay out of this and let the people and the the, the parents, the school board members, the teachers come together in every community and decide on their own what is going to work best for their community. Every community is different. What works and what, what we might need in Little Rock schools, public schools, is different from what we might need in a more rural setting. And I don't want Little Rock to start telling school districts, you're going to have to hire this many security guards, armed guards, for per student. Uh, I think it's better for the, the state government to stay out of it and let the people handle it in their individual districts well another good example of that is clarksville i mean they've already there are already schools they've that are doing armed i can tell you as a certified firearms and state uh, firearms instructor and concealed handgun license instructor i've trained hundreds of teachers and administrators around the state who've been carrying guns on public school campuses for years you won't see mass shootings on those school campuses and if they if it did happen it'd be nipped in the bud very quickly fewer people would die all right let's talk about a uh, Republican principal, although I'll be honest with you, over the last four years, I've not seen as much of this as I would like to see. In fact, I'd like to see a whole lot more. Smaller government. How do we pare down what's become a behemoth just here in the state of Arkansas? Well, we had, what, 1,100 new laws that came out of the last legislative session? When I, the people are in control of that. If the people will start paying attention to their state government and start telling their legislators, look, when you come home from a legislative session, what I want to hear from you, I don't want you bragging about how many new bills you have on your resume. I want to hear how many you've repealed off the backs of the people. See, government is never the answer. We need less government. Government is the problem. The people need to keep that in mind and take control of their state and start demanding accountability from their legislators. Transparency in government is something Jan Morgan is going to work on on day one so that the people know, have a better idea of what's happening in their government so they can keep their legislators accountable. And that's the way you start turning this state around. It's also the way you start shrinking government when you say, don't you come home and tell me you've added five new laws Hmm. on our backs. I want to hear about deregulation, fewer laws. How many of you stripped off the books? Also, uh, just final note. I want to debate Governor Hutchinson. We keep asking, and he keeps uh, putting it off. He says we have a mutual appear- appearance uh, at a Lincoln dinner or Reagan dinner. Well, that's not a debate. I want hi- I want Governor Hutchinson and Jan Morgan face-to-face, one-on-one, Lincoln-Douglas style, no media interference, and let us get real and get down to the facts for the people of this state. This is a formal issue of a challenge. All right. I appreciate you coming on, yes, Jan. Sir. For people who want to support your campaign, uh, what's the website for them to go to? JanMorganForGovernor.com. Pretty easy, isn't it? Is. It is. Yes, right. it is. I always appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thank you Enjoyed the visit. Coming Look in and coming sitting back. down. We, normally we do this by phone, but it always goes better when we can sit down and look Absolutely. at each other. Absolutely, yes. Thank you very much. All right, we got a break. Got to get Fox News. That's coming up next. My thanks to Jan Morgan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.